White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back to the show. We have an exciting one today. We have a special guest. Who's back? I am back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> By popular demand. <laughs> We just couldn't get rid of him. Yeah, that's right. Been sleeping in the boardroom. <laughs> so welcome back, Chris. And if you missed the shows that Chris was on previously, he's from Australia. If you can't tell by the. Accent. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the better versions of the Australian accent I've heard in a while. <laughs> so welcome back. And what is today's topic? What are we talking about we're, today? We're going to be talking about movies. Oh, awesome! But before we do, I think Holly's got some uh, news to talk to I, us about. I do, or I what do. have you got, Holly? Uh, well, I've got some comments. So oh, since, nice. since you've been gone, everyone missed you, and so <gasps> when we since we... I've been gone. Why do you think I came back? <laughs> yeah, since we、um, we posted last week's episode, episode thirty-one, we've had some comments. People were like, "Hey, we've missed you." That was from Joanna,、uh, Joanne, sorry.、Oh, nice. And Ian,、uh, Ian said, "Welcome back." Did you bring gifts? <laughs> <laughs> I brought the gift of, of knowledge <laughs> back、yourself. to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Actually, though, I think we can probably start giving away some. Finally, start giving away some free stuff on the show. Yeah. Because we have a coupon system now set up through WrittenChinese.com,、mm-hmm. so we can actually start giving you guys some codes、Freebies. to unlock some free stuff. Absolutely. So. We'll definitely be doing that.、Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at Nora in anticipation. Now, do you want to do it now? Holly wants to stuff you. But we've also had some reviews,、um, three reviews actually, all five stars. Thank you very much.、Aww. So if we've had one from some,、um, a user called K Houses, I'm, I'm guessing K is an initial and Houses is a surname. I think. Okay. Um, but they said, funny and informative. I I will be visiting China for a month as part of a fellowship, and was looking for something to give me a few tips while I was there. This podcast has been great so far. Thanks.、Uh, these three are also from the US, by the way.、Nice. Um, we've had another one from Lucy, two thousand and eleven. Good. I like it a lot. Thank、nice. you. Nice. Um, um, the third one is from. Now it starts with a one. N. Tegritus. I'm not sure how to pronounce that exactly. Anyway,、uh, great insights. I really appreciate the open thoughts and insights concerning what it is、uh, like to live in China. I hope to visit one day, and this podcast has been very valuable in my learning. The speakers have an authentic credibility to them, which is unique. <laughs> Keep the unfiltered and professional、Suckers. insights coming. Yeah, I know, I know. Isn't it great? Wow.、Oh. Authentic credibility. <laughs> well, I mean, that's code for something else. Yeah, I, I guess so. I、yeah. mean, we do live here. I mean, that's that's our credibility. Credibility.、Yeah. Living here for years. So.、Yeah. I think it's interesting. We get called credibility. I wrote an article for、um, for a WeChat channel, and then I got.、Uh, And then people told me off because it was a, quite a controversial article in its own right, and I got to, and they said, "Oh well, anybody can be a social commentator these days." Yeah, I was like, "Ah, well, fine. Why don't you do it then?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, but no, I、uh, this I always enjoyed this podcast, so was very happy to see Nora back on it after such a long time. Thank you, thank you. I missed it. I did. I missed you all. 
<laughs> well, thanks so much for sending in those reviews yeah, that's, to the three great. of you. That's awesome. And if you have been listening to the podcast and you haven't reviewed us, um, actually, those reviews, I know it's a pain, but those reviews help us get seen on the iTunes yeah. App Store, or uh, not App Store, iTunes podcast page. page. Page, yeah. In the iTunes Store. Exactly. And there are more and more podcasts out there, and we're um, we're trying to get, give you guys something that's informative and useful. So if you like it, please leave us a rating and a review, and we'll be very, very happy yeah, to we'll continue. Very, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And look how happy it makes us. Well, you can't see us, but you can we're tell smile, from our tones how happy like we are. lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our fact. So these are, um, actually I found two. I found one and I was like, yeah, this is all right. And then I came across another one and I was like, I can't not put this one in. So there's Ooh. two, but they're both very short. Uh, okay, so here we go. After suffering for 46 years from chronic headaches, a doctor finds a needle lodged in a woman's skull. This woman is from Anhui. Oh. So she's gone 46 years and not realised that she had a, a 4.6 centimetre long needle in her head. Yeah, it's big. That's a, Bigger than that, I think, even. Yeah, that's a big needle. Yeah. yeah. That's nearly two inches. Yeah. 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 That's a really big needle to have lodged in your skull. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So she, um, yeah, so basically she suffered suffered from headaches for like a whole life. And um, let's see. Yeah, she's 48. So she's had this headache for 46 years of her life. So So something must have happened when she was two two years old. Skull. Yeah. So basically, she paid a visit to a local hospital for a checkup last month after the pain had started to become worse. Um, she said, My headaches were the worst when it was rainy or cloudy outside. The pain felt so like mad. being the pain felt like being punctured by a needle. Oh. Hmm, really? Uh, she told reporters that she had often visited doctors asking about the problem, but somehow none of them had ever discovered the source of the needle-like pain to her <laughs> skull. It was an actual needle inside her skull. Oh, man. So well, you can't exactly blame those doctors, because who would suspect, insane. oh, there's probably some kind of foreign object lodged in your yeah. brain. Mm. But it seems as though, I mean, she said uh, it, she finally had a CT scan. And that was what has revealed the needle stuck in the left side of her brain, of her skull, not her brain. Okay. Although maybe it was touching something, I guess, if she was suffering so much. Um, the, doctors, uh, the doctors believe that the needle has somehow been lodged there undetected since she was a baby. Um, but they're, they're going to, well, they're considering doing surgery to take the needle out because if it's not removed, it might cause more problems. But it's also, it's been a part of her yeah, yeah. system for 46 years. Yeah, that's mm. it. It's crazy, that's, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. So here's the second the second story, which is, I, I, I kind of feel a little bit mean because it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of unfair to, towards this guy. Anyway, so a guy from Jiangsu thinks he's invisible Decides, oh, to, this story. decides to rob um, a cashier in a hospital and gets caught. <laughs> so I laughed when I read this story, but I also oh, kind of feel bad man. because, of course, chances are this guy is maybe 
has some mental illness. But he's also trying to rob a hospital, yeah. so yeah. I'm not feeling too bad too for bad him. Too bad for him, yeah, right. <laughs> so um, a man in Jiangsu was uh, shocked when he was caught red-handed <laughs> after climbing over a cash desk and snatching 10,000 renminbi from a drawer while waiting to see doctors at a local hospital. Uh, at a local hospital, sorry. Turns out he wasn't as invisible as he had thought. <laughs> the surveillance footage from inside the hospital shows the man scramble over the cash desk with the startled cashier still very clearly on duty. <laughs> the man quickly grabs a stack of banknotes and tries to flee the scene. However, the door to the office was locked and the visible man was soon caught by police. The man confessed to police that he had committed the theft because he believed that he was invisible at the time. He was arrested by local police and will be tested for any signs of mental illness. Oh. Yeah. It's, it is sad because I am inclined to agree that he probably is suffering from, from something. some sort of yeah. mental illness. Also, really, really good drugs. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that as well. I'm invisible. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's been reading too much Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. He's got himself a cloak. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the headline a few days ago yeah. and I thought, you know, I, this is just too far. I don't know if I can read this because this is going to sound as bad as it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those two articles come from the Shanghaiist, so I'll put those links on our episode 32 page. The Shanghaiist is crushing it with the content. I know, man. There are some, and there are some crazy stories on there. You know what else is good for crazy stories? What's that? China Smack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, theirs are a lot of times really gory. Yeah. yeah I don't like seeing their... I try to... I read it on my phone mm-hmm. because my phone's set up where you have to actually press a button to say show images. Oh, okay. Yeah. With that. So I don't I don't want to see the images because there's a lot of my data. Horrific. I mean, China's massive. So yeah. obviously there's crazy things happening in any country with such a large population. And so you see, you know, horrific accidents and just like a lot of corruption. Yeah. And of course, that's that's only natural in, especially in a developing country. So China smack is a little bit rough. Yes. Know? Whereas Shanghaiist usually, the way that they write actually makes I feel like makes, makes the story. story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, China smack is like a lot of photos and videos, isn't it? So I guess maybe that's not yeah. ideal for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Although I agree, it's, it's a good, it's a good. Yes. Okay, so let's get to our question. So, I, I mean, I guess you already know that we're going to be talking about movies today. So the question is very simple. What movies do you watch in China? And the question comes from Seth McKenna. Um, and he posted the question on Facebook. And I did a bit of Facebook stalking and discovered <laughs> that he's from Australia. So. <laughs> did he say where? Did we work no, at where? Uh, oh, no. I, um, maybe it said, but I forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We're a pretty big country anyway. Yeah, yeah, but that means I really should. It, it would be Do like you know him. No. Hang on. Um, no. That's what my grandma would always do. She'd be like, "Oh, you're from Germany. Oh, my yeah. uncle lives in Germany. Do you know him?" Mm. It's no, funny. it's not quite. No, I know a few people, but I don't know. Any, the only Seth I know is in Shenzhen. So, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um. So he was just wondering what movies. Yeah, it just it's just a very simple question. What movies do you watch in China? <laughs> so I mean, we can talk about a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. Nara, would you like Everyone's to start us off? I am yeah. looking at because I can see <laughs> knots over there. Okay. 
Well, to be honest, I'm definitely not a Chinese movie buff. But I have seen a couple movies which really I, I, I would recommend. So I'm going to tell them to you now. So the first one is by a director called Zhang Zhangke. And um, he's gained popularity in recent years. He's really, um, how to put this, demo, like <laughs> democratically. <laughs> so Chinese cinema is still a work in progress. A lot of it is just imitations of Hollywood. Um, so it's difficult to find truly avant-garde or even remotely innovative directors in mm. China. And uh, <clears throat> there are there are some really good Chinese directors, but a lot of them have developed their skills abroad. So we're, when I'm talking about the directors in China, I mean those who um, were born and raised in mainland China and are continuing to make movies here. Jia Zhangke, though, is an exception. He has a series of movies, the latest of which, I believe it's the latest of which, but anyway, by um, a, I've been recommended that this one's the best and I've seen it. It's called A Touch of Sin, and it's a really interesting... Um, he he. His movies are basically as politically charged as you can get without crossing the line. Because mm -hmm. obviously being in China, the government has... Um, it has basically, how to say, politically correct. It has some guidelines for which yeah. you should follow when you are um, publishing content. It's like the BFI on steroids. Yeah, what British I Film Institute. Like yeah, from what I understand of censorship for films in China, there's actually two stages of censorship. There's one when you submit the first script mm. and then the whatever board will censor it then. And then they will censor it a second time once you've actually finished it. They'll say, you have to cut this scene or you have to do this. That's mm -hmm. what I understand mm -hmm. of the process. I mean, if you think about it, anywhere, every country has their own... It's not just China who oh, censors. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but it's notorious because it's pretty strict in terms of what you can and can't say politically. But anyway, so Jia Zhangke kind of plays with that line. So his... Films are very real in the sense that it it shows an honesty that I haven't seen in other films before. And also the cinematography is pretty beautiful. Mm. Um, a Touch of Sin is, it's basically like four, it's like a, four vignettes. It's following the life of four very different characters in four very different parts of modern China. And it kind of shows um, some of them, he does kind of connect some of the characters in certain ways. Um, but it's kind of a, a loss of innocence sort of a film, and it's really it's really well done, and I do recommend seeing it. Um, you get exposure to different dialects because you kind of it's kind of like a trip around China, and you do see what real life is like in China, mm -hmm. and it's done very well. I mean, the production quality is is professional, so it's it's not. Um, an eyesore to watch it. <laughs> I'd be intrigued to know like how that how it was received in China, like by Chinese people. I mean, I'm guessing sure. this kind of movie would be for a certain kind of person, not probably not the mainstream. But I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. It deals with some pretty dark issues, mm. um, the struggle of everyday life and the links that people go to to survive. So I imagine it definitely has. A group of people who weren't happy 
to have that part of China mm. exposed to the light because this this director is becoming more and more internationally recognized. So I imagine his this film got quite a bit of publicity and I think there were probably some people who were not that happy about that. Yeah. So that's one. Um, none of you have seen that, have you? No, I but I'm, I've heard so, about it. I'm certainly intrigued to see mm. something like that because if he, if he's sitting right at that line, then the question we need to, that not we, but you know, that will be interesting to see is where that line moves in mm. the next when we when China gets its new the next premiere. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's a long time into the future, but at some point that line's going to move. Mm-hmm. And will we see his, see this director's films just removed or will the line move the other way and we can see, shall we say, more permissive films mm-hmm. released by Chinese directors? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting direction in its own right. Yeah, he's definitely playing with a lot of. I mean, when I was watching it, I was surprised. I was surprised that it wasn't yeah. that it was even available. I was yeah. like, how is this actually? So this was available. This, this was released in China then. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, anyway, all of these films that I'm gonna mention, I'm gonna mention four. So that's the first one. Um, we'll put links to them yeah. on the show notes, so those of you who are interested in finding out more about them will be easier. You don't have to remember <laughs> what they're called yeah. or who they're by. <laughs> we'll make it easy <laughs> for you. And that'll be the episode show notes, so writtenchinese.com slash episode 32. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. Um, the second one is definitely a lighter film. This is called Just Another Pandora's Box, and it also goes by the name of Once Upon a Chinese Classic. I feel like I've heard this. This one, I think I've mentioned it before on the show or at least somewhere on writtenchinese.com because <laughs> this film is like the Chinese Monty Python. I am so up for that. <laughs> yeah, Because I'm a huge Monty Python me fan. Too. It's a spoof on Red Cliff, which Red Cliff was like this epic war film, but it's just like a complete spoofy, crazy movie where there, it's just a lot of ridiculousness and it's funny. It's really funny. So it's a lot, a lot, most of it is just all this slapstick humor. But I imagine if you were familiar with Red Cliff, the movie that it's spoofing, it's also even adds another layer yeah. because you'd know that story. But you don't need to watch Red Cliff first before watching just another Pandora's box. Okay. It's, it's really funny. It's, um, uh, I think the one that I found had subtitles, but it almost doesn't need it because it's just like very obvious slapstick mm. humor. <laughs> is this an, uh, an old movie or is it? I believe, I mean, it's not brand new. It's, um, I think it's from 2002. Okay. So, cool. I mean, it's getting up there, but yeah. it's yeah. definitely not an old, you know, it's not from mm. the 80s or something. So nice. that one's recommended. Um, the next one is a martial arts film with Jet Li. Hero. It had to, it had oh, to be in there. There's someone I hadn't heard it had, from. it had to be in there. I know. I had to put something. I know a lot of you out there are probably familiar with some of the more, you know, the Hollywood stars from China, Bruce Lee, Jet Li. But um, Hero is an excellent. Have you seen, have any of you, either of you seen Hero? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. If it's the movie, I think it is. That was from about the mid was that the one from the mid-90s? No, this is more recent than that. Yeah, it's, it's a also different film from, I'm thinking of. 
then I probably haven't seen it. But I, I certainly remember hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's if you liked if you like films like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it's similar. It's a little more action packed than that. That that film I thought was a lot more contemplative, but this one it's it's more like visually it's just stunning. And it's set in ancient China. The costume mm. the costuming and the sets are all like fabulous. So it's it's really nice. It's nice to watch. And I guess it's based off of historical um events. So again, I'll put the link so you can kind of check out more information about that. And it's by a director who's called Zhang Yimou, and it's yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mention him later. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And finally, okay, I don't even know if this movie is popular or not, but you like it. It's a movie that okay. So before I even came to China, in order to start kind of familiarizing myself with Chinese. I was scouring Netflix for movies in Mandarin, and the selection was really slim. <laughs> at least oh, at that time, two thousand and nine. And this movie is called Shower. Um, it's by Zhang Yang, and it's um, a comedy slash drama. And it's about a <laughs> it's about this guy who has an amazing operatic singing voice. I mean, just so beautiful. <laughs> but he only sings when he's in, in the, the shower. shower. <laughs> oh, my. So all of his buddies try to convince him to, you know, to sing. Everyone's like, oh, you have to share your gift, you know? Like, and it's this whole, he's just really painfully shy. And they stage an event where he's the main attraction. And he chokes up. And eventually they hose him down. <laughs> They hose him down with his shower on stage. <laughs> You'd think that the water would like affect the, distort the wonderful singing voice <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the whole theory that I understand the theory behind the film. It act, makes sense because there's a theory that the way that bathrooms are set up is that it does enhance people's singing abilities. Yeah. Um, so I do on the theory behind the <laughs> Why? film. Make, I don't know. But <laughs> it makes you know weird scientific sense to make this a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny so I can see why it would have made why it works there. This I think that'd be. It does sound you know like it sounds more like a kind of like an Adam Sandler style type of movie. Yeah, like. it, it is. Does, it's yeah. not quite as goofy as Adam Sandler, but it's um it's it's definitely quirkier than most Chinese. Yeah. I mean it's. It's still a bit on the drama side of things because it's like, so all more, about more the relationship. Steve Carell, yeah. More towards <laughs> the, the Steve Carell um, and those sort of people, those that have actually good actors. Oh, when they've done ser- more serious <laughs> yeah. movies, you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So they can okay, fall between their serious roles and their <laughs> yeah. comedy roles. Yeah. Yep, it's something like that. So it's between a drama and a comedy and it's just kind of off the beaten track. Because a lot of, I think we were going to talk about this a little bit, about how a lot of the cinema here is very cookie cutter. Definitely. So yeah. these four that I mentioned, I I think are kind of um, the most, they're definitely the most interesting Chinese films that I've seen so far. Just because they're kind of, they're just, it's not like they're the, the ones that have the most stellar cast or mm-hmm. score, mm-hmm. but it's, they're ones that stood out to me that they aren't, they aren't quite as cookie cutter as a lot of the movies that are produced in China. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why 
I I can't really bring mis- myself to go and go to the cinema and watch a Chinese movie because for me they're just a little bit too much of something. They're yeah. always too like their romance is too romantic. The comedy oh, is that, too like, melodramatic, too silly, yeah. like slapsticky. The the epic dramas are just too dramatic. Well, not and too epic. So, <laughs> epic would be good, <laughs> but it's just like it's just too much for me, and I. I find myself feeling a bit like crin, like to cringe a bit when I see this kind of, like yeah, movies I've that are just seen, so extreme. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of movies before being able to pick out these four, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it gives you. I mean, obviously the palette is really different between the the West and the East because the Chinese mm-hmm. people love them and rave yeah, about yeah, Chinese cinema, but I don't know too many Westerners who are gung ho about mainland yeah. Chinese cinema. I mean, the issue I've always found is that most Chinese films are like Chinese television mm-hmm. in that you get, you just get longer versions of what you see on television. Yeah, yeah. And what you see, certainly in the drama area of drama in Chinese television, is a lot of historical drama. Yeah. yeah. Huge. You could have whole channels dedicated just to that. I, mean, I would be, say most of their yeah most well, most yeah, of yeah, most. I, I would agree. is historical yeah. yeah and that's partly because as we were talking before because that's what they're limited to by government regulation to an extent because mm-hmm. it's safe it's what they yeah. know they can talk about um, I remember I went back to, when back in January February when I went back to my girlfriend's hometown we thought I oh, will go and see what's on at the movie see if there's anything in English I saw. <laughs> I there are a couple of historical documentaries, not not documentary, historical dramas. There was some reality TV show movie thing. Oh my goodness, they did yeah. it into a movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm amazed they didn't do Jersey Shore or you know the only way is Essex movie. <laughs> yeah, it's probably in the pipeline. Yeah, probably. Um, um, and then there was some animated thing, Wolf creature thin it's a popular tv show here i don't know what which one it is oh with the, the little cartoon the sheep the, yeah, the sheep yeah. and the wolf thing yeah with, yeah that's yeah. it with the silly tune yeah yeah so there was that and um that was about it so for me it's like well, well one none of them had were in english or had english subtitles so yeah. i was going to struggle but it's like this is all looks exactly the same oh, yeah uh which is why i'm my students are all off this week they're on their military training, so I'm going to go and watch the Minions movie this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you can guess that we can actually see a, quite a few Western films here in China. Well, to a point, I believe that we're limited to what we, there is a limit of 20 Western films a year in China. Oh, that's really? what I understand. Mm, that would make sense, I yeah. mean, from my experience of... And they have to log that up to a year in advance. Oh wow! So they're they are really delayed. Yeah, so mm. I mean, Minions has been delayed by two months, but um, but they announce around about the beginning of the year what movies, what foreign movies will be released in China. Wow! They actually state that in advance. Mm. Yeah. So, for example, the SpongeBob movie was released in China. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, <it's terrible. laughs> Uh, Kingsman was yeah, released in China. Um, Big Hero Six was released in China. They're very peti- uh, the latest Terminator movie was released in China, and I've got a story about that as well, which we can, I'm sure that uh, mm. we've got a we can talk about certain yeah. aspects of that later on. 
But um, so yeah. they just basically choose the top grossing movies from Hollywood, probably. I also think they th- they cons they 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 really consider what will do well in the market, mm. like yeah. the movie like most of them tend to be action movies, um, like kids animated slash, like for example, did you know that they recently made Cinder uh, Cinderella? Oh yeah, they do that again. That was that was released here it's because I mean, people, come on, right? that's gonna continue with the Let It Go franchise. Oh yeah, of thing. course. Mm-hmm. For the for the girls, yeah, they do tend to they do for me they do tend to follow a particular theme of movie and there's never going to be anything a little bit different for us that yeah. caters for us. It's not it's just not going to happen, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, well, depending on what they allow through, yeah, and that's the big yeah that's one of the big issues that we face. Mm. On the other hand, China, I feel like you can get the pirated version of movies that are still in the theater in the states. They're like within the first. A lot of times within the first or second week. beforehand. Yeah, or even before they're released to theaters in the States or in Europe. And there are bootleg copies on the street. Mm. (laughs) Or online. Yeah, Yeah, or online. online. Yeah. So the theaters are definitely lagging behind, but Mm. Chinese people get a hold of the latest movies pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting we talk about the theaters because this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, the um, there's a movie that Chinese movie that just got released called The Regiments, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it came out at about the same time as Terminator Genesis, which is the latest Terminator yeah. film. Now, what happened? What for some reason, you know, obviously Terminator Pole did a lot better at the box office. I on, don't know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the first week, and then in the second week, Regiments, the Chinese film, did hugely better by about 60 million RMB hmm. than Terminator and then it swapped back around by a huge margin in the third week. What has apparently happened is that a bureaucrat somewhere in whatever the name of the government office is has done deals with um, the big cinema chains to basically say you must sell tickets to regiments by whatever means you can swap them with the Terminator ones. So what what was apparently happening is that people, the cinema chains were, when people would say, I want to go and see Terminator, they were printing off regiment tickets and just crossing the details out and writing Terminator (laughs) and hand them over. So according for to a the space computers, of like three or four or five days. So according to the computers, they were selling tickets for this Regiments movie, but... Yeah. Okay. What was so special about the movie? I have no was idea. Was it some kind of political China I, amazing I don't know. Movie? I read this a while. I would have to go back and have a look, yeah. but I think I, it was... I haven't heard of it. Yeah, but this is something I read uh, last week, and just to see that was just... You know, just to see it happen for specific days was like, Really? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, just, that's just one of the things I've heard about Chinese cinema and mm. how much they want to things to go their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I don't come back again, you know I've been deported. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's try and stay away yeah. from too much of the bureaucratic mm. yeah. business there. Yeah. But um, what about 
uh, how's how's your experience? Holly, you've been to some film to see some movies here yes. in the theaters, yes. right? Yes. So, what's the experience like? What's it like to go see a movie in China versus in the West? <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I'm a bit of a, a, a snob when it comes to cinema to begin with. So, if <laughs> I do go to the cinema, a, it's going to be a movie I really want to watch, and b. Um, I like things a certain way, so if there's someone behind me eating popcorn loudly, it's gonna really upset me and just ruin the whole movie for me, <laughs> which there is a lot of. People are on, they're on their phones, like there's a lot of chit chat. Like no one understands that. You go into the cinema and like, let's focus on the movie. No, I'm gonna text my friend, I'm gonna be on WeChat, whatever. I'm gonna answer a phone from my friend, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I've seen on more than one occasion. Yeah. That, or they're talking to people in the next row. Like, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we're all yeah. we're all trying to watch. <laughs> also, something I've noticed is that um, Chinese people tend to laugh at different parts of the movie than maybe a foreigner would. Hmm. I, I guess it just depends on the like the the comedy is they just uh, experience it in a different way to us. I mm. think. Have you noticed any patterns? Can you tell what things that they laugh at more? Uh, slapstick, slapsticky yeah. moments. Someone slipping over a banana skin, whereas <laughs> there might be like some sarcastic, like sarcastic one, like uh, one word, like comment that we might find amusing, but it just kind of goes over the head a little bit. No, I've I've noticed that even in the classroom, they don't get irony or <laughs> no, sarcasm or anything like that, but they absolutely understand physical humour mm -hmm. every single time. Yeah. So, you know, you can take, you, you know, you, you, can ha you can craft some of the best jokes about your students to their face and most of them are not going to understand yeah. them. But if you have a squeaky hammer and you hit them on the head, everybody understands that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's transferable, isn't it? It's like one of those, like, yeah. it's like body language. Like, yeah. it's, it's understandable everywhere. Before I thought, oh, because, you know, when you're first learning a language, one of the hardest things to do is to make jokes. Mm. And so whenever I would try to make jokes before, I always would blame, like, my linguistic capacity. Oh, I didn't say it right or it didn't translate correctly. <laughs> but now I know I'm saying it right, you know. <laughs> like, I, I've, I, make, I do make some sarcastic kind of joking teasing our colleagues or something like that and it takes them a really long time oh, yeah. and a lot of times I actually have to say after <laughs> I finish making a joke it was, it was a, a joke. joke and I realized that Chinese people do the same thing mm -hmm. a lot of the time when they say a joke afterwards they'll say I'm joking yeah but they'll say it right afterwards like so just to make sure and then after that people will kind of laugh mm. <laughs> maybe it's maybe that's about like embarrassment, so you don't embarrass someone. Because I think yeah. sometimes, like with with sarcasm, sometimes sarcasm can be quite like hurtful if it's directed at someone. But of course, between friends, it's not it's not meant yeah. to hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think there's that element within Chinese culture of oh, I want to make this joke and it might upset someone, so I better say oh, it's a joke, so that you so that person knows I'm not intentionally trying to offend you. It's meant to be funny and mm -hmm. cute. And we can all be like, <laughs> but they seem not to do that with each other very much. No. Like for mm. you know little things like so, Champson, who you may have seen if you're on WrittenChinese.com, she's oh, I'm sorry, she's a doll, and she's um she's helped us a lot with our projects, and she's 
she's quite tall for Chinese standards yeah. and she's so th slender. Mm -hmm. She's super tall, super slender. And so if I would say to her like, oh, you, you know, Champson's so fat or something like that, <laughs> oh. which is like so obviously yeah. because she's so slender. She, I mean, she would get it, but after after mm. maybe thirty seconds, she'd be looking at my face, trying to read me. To like, read it, yeah. What is she yeah, saying yeah, here? Yeah. Does she really think? <laughs> oh, she's joking. Yeah. <laughs> so things like that, they don't really kind, of, they don't really tease each other in the same way that we do with our friends. Oh, Holly, yeah. you're so fat. You know, like we say to our friends to kind of poke, yeah. poke fun of them. Like obviously you're thin mm -hmm. and blah blah. blah. So um, another thing that I noticed going to the cinema in China is the popcorn. They have so I'm a sucker for movie theater popcorn. Mm -hmm. I just smother it in that liquidy whatever concoction. Allegedly butter. Allegedly butter. I love it, and I've actually like. <laughs> is that driven. what the name is? Allegedly butter. Well, allegedly. I'm, not I'm not convinced that it's butter, so <laughs> that's why I call it allegedly butter. <laughs> Whatever it is, I love it. And I have actually driven to the movie theater just to buy the popcorn and not even see a movie. Wow. <laughs> see, uh, in the UK, I, I don't really know, like, I guess popcorn, we haven't, we don't really get popcorn, I don't think. We sell it at the cinema, but we also sell other things like that are meant to be nachos and they're pretty awful. Yeah, so, I've never understood the, oh, I saw that um, episode of Heston when he had to try and save the cinemas. Uh, really? and, yeah, and you guys sell like nachos and hot dogs and stuff mm. in the cinema. I was like, oh, a hot dog. Mm. I was like, how can you sell hot food in the cinema? I suppose popcorn's technically hot, but mm -hmm. you know, you expect that smell. But it's like, how can you sell like nachos and that like hot? Like it'd be like having, it'd be like walking like in Australia. You can't do that. Like it'd be like imagine walking into the cinema with a pizza. <laughs> or like a People bowl of do spaghetti. It. I used really? to know my friends and I would take ch uh, Chinese takeaway at the cinema with us. We would oh, smuggle wow. it in with us. <laughs> it feels so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is wrong. That's yeah. why we did it. Yes. Back to popcorn. Yes, yeah, back here, to popcorn. Here they have popcorn. Don't be alarmed. They do have popcorn. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. But it's sweet. Oh, see, it's... popcorn at home would oh, be no, sweet. That, I, no, that's, so I'm, I'm not, not too ready. bad with that because we've. I've always had the option of, you know, you could – that's not flavored before it comes out of the um, container for before because you, you can put whatever ours is actually plain and then you can put whatever you want on top of that. Oh, see, I'm I'm down with that, but here in China they usually when it's popped it has a slightly caramelized mm. topping yeah. on it and it's uh, it's a big deal to you. I it's think. just that smell when you smell that smell you expect to you want at that least salty like, buttery. Of course, I'm yeah. drooling right now just thinking about it, and then you smell. Are that you going same down to Shoko later on to buy some? To buy some microwave popcorn. <laughs> no, nor does it like proper. Oh, you do it proper on the I'm stove. I'm a popcorn stove, yeah. fiend. Pop I'm like a popcorn expert. I make it on the stove. You see, my girlfriend refused to get a microwave, so I have to do it on the stove if I want to make any. Yeah, see, it's yeah. better though. I'm, I'm and we almost... finally got gas in our apartment. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, we finally. <laughs> you didn't have gas? No, in my first two apartments with my schools, it was all those induction cookers. Oh, which are, yeah. And, which I hate with a passion they're because awful. they're dreadful. Because they don't transfer the heat properly when you're mm. trying to cook anything proper. But now that I've got gas, so I can actually, you know, control. Well, one, I got one. It, there's two burners, but only one works. It's better than nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. So, but anyway, back to popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I love myself a big bowl of popcorn, and it, it's always disappointing when you can smell because you walk by the Chinese cinema and you have that same smell. But yeah. 
It's not quite the same. <sighs> it's not the same. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They have weird snacks here. They have some unusual snacks. Oh, that's an it's entirely, that's, entirely yeah, different Yeah, that's an entirely topic. different if you're interested about Chinese snacks, send us a voicemail. Yeah, send us a question, yeah. yeah. Writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I'll come back for that one. <laughs> yeah. So something else I want to add about uh, movies is um, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of product placement in mo- in movies here. Oh. Especially within, I mean, in also Western movies, mm-hmm. they'll actually cut scenes out of movies to put a product placement scene in. Yeah. See, I clearly I haven't watched enough movies here in China, or I've enough Western movies here in China. Well, you've either watched the Western version, or like a version maybe that's come from the West. Like maybe you got it. I'm sure you wouldn't do this, but no, maybe you've so. got a pirated movie. Maybe, uh, maybe, in the cinema, maybe. someone lent it to you. Or whatever. Yeah. But if it's if you've seen it in the cinema and you've never seen it another version you might not even know like apparently sometimes i've read that it's actually really obvious like they just cut it like okay and now we're gonna show you some coca-cola or something (laughs) and then it just jumps back to the movie obviously other times i guess they do it a little bit better than that i think the chinese don't have as discriminating a palette. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> because I, in their TV shows too, I've seen it. It's so funny. Like I was watching the America's Next Top Model clone, the China Eye Supermodel. And um, they're always, I guess they just always give the supermodels a certain brand of water. So the, the models are always drinking this water. And it's quite often that mm. they're just, you know, it's not... S- it's not actually staged or anything, but the model is just drinking because they're thirsty, and then they like slow down the camera, and like <laughs> drinking it. But it's so it's unbelievably awful. obvious, and then they're like, she's holding onto the bottle, and they zoom into the logo and stuff. So it's it's really uh, funny. It's not subtle at all. That's no, they they're not known for their subtlety for product placements here. No, no. Uh, in anything, I'm amazed they haven't tried to do it more with some of their historical dramas. To be honest. <laughs> right. How would you go about doing that? Uh, they'd find a way. I'm sure they'd find a way. <laughs> they just have the name of it inscribed into the top of a building or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. 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 But no, product. I, I, I'm just trying to think what movies I've seen here. So Interstellar, not Interstellar, that Sandra Bullock space, Gravity. Hmm. And it would be hard to put a product, you know, to yeah, hide one in there. And then what else? That was I think I see I saw Despicable Me too. I've seen a theme in your movie watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't go to the cinema a lot. Me, me neither. No. It's a shame. I really miss it. I actually something that I miss is the actual experience of going to the cinema and watching something I really want to watch. Yeah. The last thing I saw was Jurassic World. We we did a what a written Chinese team trip. Mm-hmm. Well, that was ages ago. Last that was ages. Ago. See, there was a big yeah. See, that came out here, but there was just there, I spoke to quite a few expat friends of mine, and there was dispute as to whether or not you'd get the full version here or not. I'm not sure. See, friends of mine went to Hong Kong and then saw it here, saw it there. Oh yeah. And then they, I don't know if they ever went and saw it here as well, because oh. they were pretty sure you weren't going to get the whole thing here. Um, what would they cut out of that though? Maybe Dinosaurs eating people, maybe. Oh no, there was plenty there of was eating, yeah. and I mean that. Te- there was like a pterodactyl. There weren't pterodactyls. Some kind of similar dinosaur with wings scene. That was pretty like. I don't know. Car. I mean, it's but a twelve. It's, so the suspicion was that something would be cut, so they Probably. figured go and see it in Hong Kong. 
because you'd probably get the full movie there. Well, wasn't one of the bad guys a Chinese guy? Yeah. Isn't that the yes. investor like a, yes. a bad guy? So maybe he mentioned something that could have been construed as possibly. I don't know if anything charged. got cut. I don't yeah. know, but that was this that was the immediate suspicion that you wouldn't get the full mm. movie here. Interesting. Yeah, so I... But I think that is important, the fact they do cut scenes out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a few country, you know, a few of our close neighbours do that with all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Vietnam's apparently known for cutting chunks out of Game of Thrones? Oh, really? Yeah, in their broadcasts. Hmm. Yeah, so apparently all of a sudden the, the show will speed up <laughs> for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, Vietnam is pretty conservative. Yeah. And China as well, in terms of sexuality, it's very, Empress very of China. Tame. You know about the Empress of China? No. Oh, yes. The, the cleavage? Yes. You didn't know this? No, no. Oh. They, they, so they, they've, rec I mean, recently, like within the it was, last it's year. It's on and off this year. Yeah, and they basically, they've spent a lot of money on this new show. Oh, hiding the... Cleavage, well, or? that's what they had to do. So basically, they shot it, and the women were like quite busty. Mm -hmm. The dresses were like very low cut and showing everything. As off. was appropriate at the time, yeah, I should point well, probably, out. Yeah, probably. So they were wearing uh, appropriate, you know, historically appropriate outfits. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they wore at the yeah. time. So but, therefore, they're historically appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, the first episode was released, and then there was this huge like hoo-ha and they had to stop showing it and basically they've had to recut the whole show basically just showing all the women from the neck up yeah so but, but but the worst thing is the that one of the biggest like uh, a lot of the money for the show went on costume design so all of that money they've wasted like and not just that though i might like all all the shots of women in their heads that's it yeah so they've so just like, what's that? the exactly? What's the point? They've spent, goodness knows how much money on this show that was meant to be spectacular, and it's not. Yeah, it's sad, it's sad. I mean, it created a huge internet storm. Oh yeah, it did. I mean, exactly, it did. wasn't so much. I mean, the storm wasn't the fact, wasn't the the show to start with. It was the censorship of the show that created the much larger internet storm, and uh, Chinese netizens had a lot of fun. Um, mocking what yeah. the what the board did because yeah. they said, well, hang on a second, you're taking apart our history, and there are a lot of shots of um, uh, the Chinese newsreader from CCTV One. Well, I don't know her name, and instead of because she normally sits behind a desk, mm. and you see her from sort of you know mid body up, and they were people were mocking up new photos of just seeing her from the neck <laughs> up, and of course with a photo you can't really resize, so they've just resized it. So she'd have oh, an enormous face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I guess before we wrap up, uh, I want to tell you about a movie that is has been in the, on the cards for a while now. And this is actually an American-Chinese movie. Hmm. So it's basically going to include both Chinese and American cast members. Um, and it's also directed by Zhang Yimou, who did Hero. Oh. Um, so this is going to be a science fiction action film called The Great Wall. So, but there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of hype about this basically because of this, this such like strong relation. Like, it's going to be very uh, Hollywoodized, but also have that Chinese historical storyline running through it. 
So I think it, that'll be, it's going to be out next year, next November. So, That's going to be interesting because obviously there's going to be concern about casting choices and that sort of thing because I believe Mulan is supposed to come out again um, but with you know, real-life actors. Really? Apparently, and there's been concern about uh, the term they use is whitewashing it, whitewashing, so oh. using a, a, Western oh, a Western actor, actor yeah. to play Mulan. Even if they're uh. of Chinese or Asian descent? I think the general concern is the general feeling is it should be a Chinese person. Now, whether it's a Chinese person of American descent, I think people would probably accept that. But um, certainly absolutely not an American person or Mm -hmm. a a Western person. These things are always going to be controversial. Actually, um, it's been cast already. So it is predominantly a uh, Chinese cast, but Matt Damon is in it, unfortunately. Oh. Sorry, I really can't stand him. But Matt I'll, Damon! I'll still Matt Damon! Watch the movie. <laughs> and uh, Willem, De- Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And also Andy, Andy Lau, he's a, a, a Hong Kongese actor. So. Cool. Oh, and Kung Fu Panda 3 comes out next year as well. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We've got so much to look forward to in yeah. the cinematic world. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in seeing or hearing more about those films that we've mentioned on the show, go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 32. That's right. That's right. We'll put the information there for you. Yeah, you thanks. Check it out. It's good to get familiar. If you're coming over to China or if you're just curious, it's good to get a little feel of the culture by... Watch, it's an easy way to kind of get a little introduction by watching some Chinese yeah, movies. Definitely. Yeah. And if you study in Chinese, it's a pretty good way to, le- to learn Chinese too. Mm-hmm. Maybe like um, maybe TV shows. I think Nora's mentioned about using um, like reality shows and game shows to learn Chinese. But I mean, cinema is also a good one, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, can, we, can we have a Chinese word? Of course. And the Chinese word, of course, has to be movie. Okay, so good. the word for movie is <laughs> 电影. So Dian means um, electric. So Dian can be found in a lot of words yeah. like computer, Dianao, or um, TV, Dianshi. So Dianying is movie. Cool. It yes. means electric projection. Nice. So I'll, I'll put the links uh, to that to our online dictionary that's just been revamped and looks awesome. We're working on it. It's still a work in progress. If you find a little glitches, be patient because we just put a new version online and we're... It's all good. Yeah, we're testing it as we go. Um, any suggestions are also welcome. So hopefully it's... Um, yeah, hopefully it becomes an even better tool for you guys for learning Chinese. Yeah, definitely. If you've got any questions or any comments, you can get us at uh, support@writtenchinese.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're on we're on Facebook. You can go to our Two White Chicks Facebook page or Written Chinese Facebook page, wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as Nora said earlier, if you've got any questions, you can go to writtenchinese.com/voicemail mm-hmm. and leave us a question about Chinese culture or anything like that. We've got a few lined up, so if we don't answer your question straight away, don't panic. It's great. We'll we'll try. And yet, there are still so many topics we haven't covered. Oh yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week. Thanks, Chris, for yeah, coming thank on you, the Chris. show. Always a pleasure. Once it's again. much nicer to be be closer to you guys rather than being in the wilds where I was before. That's right. So Chris has recently moved from the sticks to where we are in central Shenzhen in Futian district. So yeah. it's good that you're around. In the That's why. Sure. So we may see him popping around on the podcast. Yeah. 
That's well, what if they changed well, their name, so. <laughs> <laughs> two white chicks and a dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's got room to it, hasn't it? <laughs> all right, guys, you can check out all the links uh, to everything we've talked about at writtenchinese.com slash writtenchinese.com slash episode 32. Oh, my God. So, it's time to go. It's time to go. All right. Holly's ready for bed. <laughs> it's only... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.